Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're live from the trap here in Orchard Park, New York. Um, this is the Sixth Men slash Bye Week Music Awards of 2016. You know, you already know who it is. It's Connor here, um, also known as at Kanye's is cursed. I'm also on Instagram now uh, at Louis underscore Baton underscore Con. You didn't have an Instagram up until now? No. Do you I have th- an Instagram? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't have one. I, I just started it like two days ago. I got like 20 followers now. Follow John Cena. John Cena? John Cena has the like the wildest Instagram ever. I'll, I'll follow him for sure. You'd expect someone like that who's, you know, pretty much is in the limelight and has to be professional to like, you know, have it just be like PR stuff or whatever. But no, it's just like random images he finds <laughs> relevant to whatever and he just posts them. Thanks for the tip. I, I will actually, I'll actually follow him. I don't follow many people on Instagram so far, so... I will do that. Um, and I'm here with Evan, my boy Evan. Hey there. And uh, it's been it's been a minute since we've done a thing. Last time we did a show was about the Bills and Young Thug. Yeah, um, this is this is kind of our 2016 year in review. For, just for music, for, for the music, most part. We're yeah. not going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. They suck. We already know that. Even though they're seven and seven, whatever, they suck. Um, we're talking about music. Um, so now, Evan, uh, I guess we should have probably thought of, talked about this before the show. But do we want to do some of the bigger awards first, or do we want to go like a mix between the two? I feel like let's let's start with the smaller ones and work our way up. Okay, so hopefully the people will continue to listen beyond the first like five minutes when we were doing smaller awards. <laughs> no one listens. Why don't we do the worst song of the year first? It's All the right. one I'm most excited about. So my personal worst song of the year is "Folding Clothes" by J. Cole. Whose man's is this? Mine. Have you have you heard that song? It's I think it's called I think it's just straight up called Seven Years. No. It's like once I was seven years old. It, okay, just walk into like any department store for more than ten minutes, and I'm sure they'll be playing it. I mean, it was a somehow a pretty big pop hit this year. Hmm. Is it is that worse than Folding Clothes? Yes. A song about folding clothes for people and drinking almond milk. Yes, because Folding Clothes was easy to hate on and like weird twitter and like hip-hop heads and like all those like specific areas the okay. song it's, I'm not, it's not gonna be a hit though the I song suppose. i'm mentioning was like a national like hit okay fair enough um now J- people say j cole is a great artist i don't buy into that i think he's fine he's fine i wrote a review on him you can check it out on the blog um but folding clothes is just a, a terrible song it's actually a pretty good beat i like the beat but the song, the lyrics are like, I want to fold clothes for you. I want to do what's right. He, wants, he just wants to be domesticated because it's 2016 and gender roles don't exist anymore. That's very true. Um, maybe the woman... He just wants to drink almond milk in peace. Maybe the woman in the relationship, or the man, it is 2016, you can be progressive like that, but he has a kid, so I don't think it's a man. But maybe the other person in the relationship is out being the breadwinner and earning the money... Because his music sucks, and he can't rely on a paycheck for that. So he's at home, folding clothes, doing all the errands and, like, shopping and cleaning and all that. Well, she's out making bank. Making those racks. That's actually a very progressive single. Next Wait. next award. Okay, never mind. Best song of the year, <laughs> folding clothes, J. Most, Cole. Most progressive artist of the year, J. Cole. 2016, J. Cole. Um, next category, do you wanna, what do you want to do? Well, well, should we do since we did worst song of the year? Do you want to do best song of the year? No, we'll save that for the end. Okay. Uh, how about surprise of the year? Are we talking artist or song? We'll go artist. Um, I mean, it was a surprise, and I expected them. I expected a lot from him, but and he lived up to it. I feel like, but it was just a surprise in itself that Frank Ocean did release an album this year. Mm, that's a really good point, especially two. And I know Endless wasn't really. Like totally, mm-hmm. it's uh, an album, but yeah, I was I was surprised that that finally materialized. That is pretty surprising. Um, I mean, because Frank Ocean went what four years without releasing an album, and you know, I never thought I never even thought Blonde was gonna come out, and then it did. And I'm like, oh well, I was I was wrong, which I was really surpre- pleasantly surprised by. So I I guess that is a really good pick. My pick was uh the artist Drum also stands for uh, does real ass music, um. He, he was sort of, like, not really well-known by any means, but uh, he had a song called Cha-Cha that Drake acclaimed. It claimed to be a remix when they first released it, but it's a song that eventually sort of became Hotline Bling. 
Mm-hmm. So that was drums. It was the same sample that Drake had used. Drum used it first in the song called uh, Cha Cha. And then he released, you know, Broccoli, which was probably the song of the summer. And one of the most played songs of the year in general by me and other people. Um, and then Cash Machine, which was a pretty good song. The rest of his album wasn't that great, to be honest with you. But those two songs were surprising to hear from a guy who was not that well known before. I'd say that's a good pick. You got me thinking, though. Can I interject and throw in a last minute award? For yeah, absolutely. Up? Overplayed song of the year. Ooh, overplayed song of the year. Um, I'm going to go with One Dance. Yep. Okay, that, that was that was where I was going with this one, too. Really liked the song when it first came out. Um, or Closer by the Chainsmokers. Okay, yeah, that song, too. That's, yeah. that's, it's, it's a tie between those I've two. somehow tried to avoid that song, and I think I've done a pretty good job. I don't necessarily know how it goes, but I, I think I'd know it if I heard it. Um, I, I really did like One Dance when it came out, but, man, that song just played everywhere, like, all the time. And it just became annoying. I feel like... That's what happens with a lot of Drake's music. I like Drake a lot. I, we, we went to the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of his music does get overplayed just because he's such a popular artist. Yeah. Um, well, it actually ties in pretty good to another reward we have. The most annoying artist of the year. I think me and you might agree on this one. I would go with Designer. Um, I, probably a minute ago, but now that we're on a roll with it, I could I would argue Drake on this one. You could argue Drake for sure on that. Um, because he just seems so like phony. Yeah. Um, like I call I've gone on record multiple times calling Chance. Like I feel like he seems phony, mm-hmm. but like as the year progressed, like he, like there's nothing to be phony about. That's a legitimately a good dude who's living the dream and having fun, mm-hmm. like despite the odds. Whereas Drake, like. This dude has so much money, but he still wants to pretend like he's like good old Aubrey from the six. And well, he's also I think he's he's pretending that he's really like tough and stuff. He's he's not that tough. Like he was a child actor, and he pretends that he's Jamaican sometimes too. Which that's 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 hilarious. That's <laughs> it, hilarious. It is hilarious, but it's annoying. He does it well though in some of his tracks. I'll give him that much. Yeah. Um, another person I'd like to throw in there is uh, Lil Uzi Vert, just because. He's got a couple good songs I like, but um, for the most part, his music is like, look at my diamonds flash, yeah. Look at my diamonds shine, yeah. My diamonds are wet, yeah. Look at my clothes, yeah. Like, most of his lines end in either yeah or a. And it's just annoying to me. And he's he's got a song called Erase Your Social, which is also probably one of my least favorite songs of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very popular right now, so he's up there for me as well. But I think Designer takes the cake just because... He's pretty much a meme. Just a, a meme that's a recording artist. Designers, like, if a Labrador retriever switch brains with a human. Like, because he's annoying in the way a dog is, where it's like, you're sitting on the couch just chilling or whatever, and the dog jumps up and is, like, scratching your leg or whatever, and it's like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, and, like, dropping toys <laughs> on you and stuff, and, like, like going to the door and, like, trying to go out. Like, you're not, you don't hate the dog, but you're just, like, like, damn, this dog is really Or, like, annoying. anytime there's, like, someone outside, the dog starts barking. Yeah, exactly. Designer starts dabbing and going, kick, kick, Yeah, exactly. Whenever he sees someone. So, uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a weird person. Uh, I thought Panda was pretty pretty catchy, but other than that, I, I don't think any of his music is very good. Mm-hmm. My opinion. Could be wrong. Who knows? He's my pick, though. Um, all right, so I have two awards that I'm not super serious about, but we have the, the surprisingly good album of the year. For me, I picked Rihanna's Anti. Uh, I enjoyed that album a lot more than I thought I would. Um, work was good. Uh, I really enjoy the song Sex With Me by Rihanna. It's a really catchy song, and also Desperado. Surprise, surprisingly good album of the mm-hmm. year. Yep. I'm going to go with Weezer's White Album. Really? Yep. So, the lat- I, don't, I don't think it's a surprise or unfair to say about Weezer that, you know, in the early 2000s, they definitely went on the decline. Yeah. Like I think after the the Green album, that was the one with yeah, like, yeah, um, like Hash Pipe and uh, Island in the Sun, right? The next two albums had some okay. Well, all their albums had some yeah okay good to good ones, but they also but had Beverly Hills. 2014, they released this album. Everything will be all right in the end, and it wasn't great, but it was definitely noticeably better than any of the albums that had come before it. Now was that the one with Back to the Shack on it? Yeah. Okay. And then this year they released that White album. It's really short, but it's really strong. Like it seems like 
like the blue album had a kid and then 20 years later this is what he grew up to be i'll have to check that out for sure i i didn't i haven't heard that album to it's be honest with you not i mean it's not like deep or anything like it's not overly emotional it's just like a bunch of like fun like beach boys type pop songs but it's really a good album i enjoyed it a lot it would, i mean that's what weezer does best though i feel like it would probably know? be in my top three or at the very very least top four really yeah wow i'll definitely have to check that out because I, I you know i'm a big fan of actually weezer's earlier work as much as we talk about hip-hop on our uh our little podcast network um you know i grew up listening to like the red hot chili peppers and sublime i know you hate sublime i do but you know bands like that you know what i mean and weezer I, I don't know. Yeah, it was nothing against rock music. I just feel like this was a very hip hop dominant, dominant year. year. Yeah, very much so. Um, surprisingly bad album. Um, going going back to J Cole uh, for me, it's for your eyes only. Um, if you read my review, I gave it a, a forty nine out of a hundred. That's based on rating every single song. <laughs> now I'm sure there's worse albums out there. There's definitely worse albums out there. But one that I I forced myself to listen through this entire album, and it was not good. It just simply was not a good album. So I think J. Cole, like his last album was pretty good. 2014 Forest Hills Drive was a pretty good album. This album was, there's songs that are just unlistenable. It's just the production's very like low key to a, a fault. And his whole thing, like going platinum with no features, not having anyone help him out with his stuff. To me, it's, it's stupid. He needs to have some help. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to go with, I'm going to change the criteria for this award a little bit. Sure. Instead of, like, most surprisingly bad, I'm going to go with not mad at you, I'm just disappointed album <laughs> of the year. And for me, that's Coloring Book. I mm, I can see that, too. I enjoy Chance as a person. I do. I know I just mentioned that I have some... I had some questions about him as a person, but those are, by and large, in the past now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when he's on TV, I enjoy watching him. That said... 10 Day was so good, and Acid Rap was so great. One of the best mixtapes ever, in my opinion. I, yeah, for sure. But like those were both like good or great, whatever. The Coloring Book wasn't... The Coloring Book, if any other artist released it, that would have been one of my favorite albums of the year. But for him, I just, I just expected, expected more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he got too dependent on features. A lot of features in that album. Um, sort it of was tacked on features, over, It was overly preachy. I for my taste, like, it's fine if you want to express your opinion. If religion's that important to you, I absolutely feel like you should, you know, make music about it. But for a commercial artist, that was a surprising amount of, like, talk about blessings and faith and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my biggest... It did have it, some It did have some bangers on it, though. No Don't Problem is a great song. Yeah, oh, for, that's one of my top songs of the year. Me too. Um... I actually really like the Blessing song with Ty Dolla Sign at the end. That's a really good song. I kind of slept on that song until I heard it on an NBA commercial. And then I was like, oh, this, mm-hmm. is, a, this is a really good song. Like, Ty Dolla Sign like, sings a great like hook on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the one song that I really liked when it first came out but really soured on me was Mixtape. Um, it has Lil Yachty and Young Thug on it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Young Thug. Everyone probably knows that about me by now. Um, but to have Chance the Rapper, Lil Yachty, and Young Thug on a song, it just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It just seemed like something Chance was doing just for, you know, like, oh, wow, that has Chance, Lil Yachty, and Young Thug on the same song? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seemed like that was the most well-equipped song to be, like, a club song. Yeah. You know what I mean? With that lineup, because that's, like, three of the biggest up-and-comers And it was, honestly, pretty disappointing after... You know, after the initial, like, oh, wow, this is, this is cool, because it's got, you know, three fairly big young names, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can definitely see where you're coming from on Coloring Book, because I saw that in a lot of, like, album of the year, like, less than the top three, top four. I, I don't see that. That's It's not even my top ten. Yeah. Top I, 15, maybe. If you if you put it in the top ten, I could see it. If mm-hmm. you put it in the top 15, I could definitely see it. But. but, like, it was over albums that, like, I thought were a lot stronger. Like, the Rolling Stone list was probably the worst list i saw honestly yeah i look i'm torn between whether admitting that it's not my cup of tea or it's just like i disagree with this list and all opinions except mine are wrong but i'm so sick of seeing lemonade in the top three like you can open any one of those lists and it's gonna be 
So the most overhyped album of the year is Lemonade. Yeah. You can open up any one of those lists and it's just going to be like, Top 5, Lemonade, The Solange Album, Blonde, <laughs> Moonshape Pool, Star, Radiohead. Okay. And then Black Star was Bowie. But like, mm-hmm. you can just open the... Like, I stopped opening those lists because I know it's just going to be those five in the top five. Well, I think... For Lem- better or for worse, but... Lemonade was, like, you know, that edgy album, because she's talking about, like, race. She's talking about her marriage with Jay-Z. But at the end of the day, this album is on title, which is, you know, a pretty bad streaming service. I, I had it because of Kanye. Didn't now. it come over to Apple Music? I don't know. I, I don't have Apple Music, so... It no, might I have... only have Spotify, though. Yeah, me asking. as well. So I, I haven't... I can't say I've heard Lemonade in full... But listening to a song that was really big, which was Formation, that song is just Beyonce saying Slay over and over. Yeah. To me, that's not a good song. It's produced by Mike Will Made It. Um, the hook was written, I think, by Ray Stremmerd. That's what I heard because uh, Slim Jimmy is on it. Or not Slim Jimmy. Sway Lee is on it. I will give her credit, though, for having a song that was, um, it, and not, I wouldn't say sampled, but loosely inspired by a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song, and it was co-written oh, yeah. by... Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend. Those are two. I, I heard of my, that song, those are two of my favorite bands. So I will give her credit for having good taste in like collaborators. But outside of that, I can't really say that I care about this. I album. just think she's a little bit annoying. That's my thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, all right, what what we got next? Let me do producer here. That's that's sort of a low key award. Um, to me, it's Metro Booming. Um, you just look at his stuff with you know Young Thug, Future. Um, honestly, Kanye. I think. Yeah, Kanye. Um, his best production, I think, this year was on 21 Savage's tape, uh, Savage Mode. He produced the entire tape, and it was really, like, low-key, but, like, not, like, in a J. Cole low-key way. It was, like, low-key, but it was also, like, a straight straight banging. It was straight banging. Yeah. I, I, like I told you before we went on, I don't really have too much to contribute for this, but I, can't, I know enough to say that Metro Boomin was probably it. Metro Boomin wants some more awards. Yeah. Um, also, Metro Booming, if he doesn't trust you, he might shoot you, so just be careful. Um, we had to give him some sort of award just so we don't get shot. This is this is correct. Also, the beat of the year, I think it's also produced by Metro Booming. To me, it's Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but having seen the list of awards we're throwing out, that's getting a lot more awards for me than just beat of the year. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's definitely up there for me as well. Um, you know what song? Great beat though. You know what song I'm not wild about, but I can admit that it has one of the best beats of the year. What's that? Um, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone is is a to me that's a one of the best bangers of the year. Um, you, it's a really good beat. Uh, it's got that Caribbean like drum sound going on. Yeah, steel, drums. steel drum. Um, and it's got Young Thug, Travis Scott, and Quavo. Which you know, say what you want about him, but they make some of the better hooks that you can have and they have like, you know, memorable lines. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a, that's a good song to me. Catchy, very catchy. Yes, very much so. Um, all right. What do we want to go to next? Oh, we went through one page. Oh wait, did we? Yeah, we went through most of the back page. Um, oh, you got comeback of the year. Comeback of the year. To me, that's two chains. Um, a lot of people dislike two chains because he seems like very like lowbrow. To me, I love Two Chains. He mm-hmm. has really funny lines. He he has he usually gets some really good producers. He gets some good features. He's he's featured on a lot of stuff. There's a point though where he came a little tired to me because, you know, he had songs about girls with big booties on their birthday. Um, you know, there, there's a point from like probably 2013 to 2015 where I sort of stopped listening to Two Chains a little bit just because he was on. A lot of stuff, but the quality wasn't quite where he, it was. He absolutely works better as a feature artist than he does as a main artist, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see how that w- that led to his overexposure. I, I think, agree with you. I think he he took some of the wrong features. Like he was he was trying to become like a crossover star. And Two Chains to me it will he doesn't have that type of feel for the most part. He, this year he sort of went back to his roots and really went back to just like rapping and then like being featured on other rapper stuff rather than trying to be a pop artist. I'm going to write something down cuz do it. You 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 were very hypocritical here and I'm going to call you out on it <laughs> okay. in about a minute or two. Okay, cool. But as for my comeback artist of the year, I'm going with Cuddy. Hmm. So he had two very strong features on Life of Pablo. Yes. And then I know you told me that you hadn't heard his album yesterday. 
and I'm so I imagine you didn't get to it today. Nope, but unfortunately, it's not great. It's not, but great. it's very good. It, it's is it better than Speeding Bolt to Heaven? Um, is is water wet? <laughs> we should probably ask uh, Lil Uzi Vert if water is wet. Our water diamonds. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with Cuddy because he has he has that album, and then he's had some features this year, and he's he's. Not killing it just yet, but I feel like he's going to be on. His I way think he's soon. on the way up. Yeah. yeah, he did some stuff with Travis Scott this year too that I thought was pretty good. I feel like people are finally starting to realize the influence he has on what hip hop yeah. is now, and how that like ambient like like that ooh like no one was doing like those like now a lot of people are doing no that. one was doing like that Eddie Vedder thing before yeah. him. Now you see it a lot. Yeah, especially with, especially with Travis Scott. Actually, come to think of it, Travis Scott loves him. Yeah, and attributes a lot. To Did you hear that song uh, through the late night with uh, Travis Scott and Kid Cudi? No. Um, oh, was that on a uh, Birds, Birds in the, the Trap? Trap yeah, yeah, I did hear that one. Um, the second verse is uh, Travis comes out and pretty much does the entire first verse of uh, Day and Night. Oh yeah, which like, I thought was cool. Night. Like when yeah. I heard that for the first time, I'm like wow, this is actually like really cool because it's over you know a new fresh beat. It's Travis Scott doing it and Kid Cudi like it was sort of a weird song, but like Kid Cudi like had a pretty like solid hook and verse on that song yeah so that, that was interesting to see him come back like that honorable mention for comeback of the year gambino gambino for sure because um, i was never gucci wi- man too i was never wild about gambino to begin with but this album really interesting album. Hey, I'm, my love. you can't even really call it hip-hop because it's more oh not at all i'd say it's like funk it's more funk meets like pink floyd king yeah. crimson like that late 60s early 70s psychedelic that was like, an interesting jam. album i i loved it I think he took a huge risk by doing that album because he probably alienated a lot of his old fans. But I think he, I think he's coming out as a he much had, better. He had to sport. have gained a ton more. Yeah. Because he, yeah, I don't see any way that he wasn't better off for doing that album. So I and, think Donald Glover. Um, later on, we're gonna have an MVP of the year. Donald Glover won't be the MVP for music wise, but as an entertainer, I think he's way up there for this year because Atlanta was a really good show. I thought. I'm. Not going to give him an MVP of the year no, no. award for 2016, but 2017, 2018, I feel like it's safe to pencil him in. I think, yeah, because I think Atlanta's good. Um, I don't know if he does the whole comedy stuff as much anymore, he's, but as a music, as a musician, I think he's really improving. Did you, I told you the thing, he was going to play Lando in the new Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, and he's going to be in the new he's Spider-Man gonna be a movie. He's going to young version right? of Lando. Uh, is that, is I don't that know if that was ever confirmed or not. But that should be interesting with him in Star Wars. I'll yeah. be interested to see that. I'm all about it. So anyways, like I was going to call you out for being a hypocrite. Sure. You said you got sick of 2 chains because he was trying to cross over as a pop artist. Mm-hmm. Yet here you are for your sixth man of the year award, giving it to Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> Have you not heard work from home? Okay. Um, or one of them. No, that song he did with Lil Wayne and... Logic for the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Didn't hear that one. Oh, well, probably keep it that way. Okay. Um, Work From Home is, actually, come to think of it, that's one of my least favorite songs of the year. That was an annoying song. I, I love that song. I'm not gonna, I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna expose me, fam, but like. Well, we should, might as well go to the sixth man of the year. So my idea for this was a guy who's not necessarily, you know, an MVP, a guy who's a little bit overlooked maybe, but someone who does a lot of like stuff in music that you don't even like think about. Like I think Ty Dolla Sign is way up there because he did a lot of features um, with a lot of different artists. Mm-hmm. Um, like just off the top of my head, he did a feature with Kanye. Um, he's done stuff with Wiz Khalifa, which whatever. Um, I went into a Spotify page the other day, and like you just dig through the features. Oh yeah, featured on section, and it takes forever to get to something that starts with 2015. Uh, he he did a feature with Mac Miller on a song called Cinderella, which was probably. Mac Miller is one of his best songs of his career. Um, he did a he did a good song with with actually with Pusha T and um, Designer called Circles, which is one of his best features of this year too. Like I and Ty Dolla Sign, he for in his own right, he dropped a pretty good album campaign. And last year he had Free TC, which is a good album too. For my six, for my sixth man of the year, I'm gonna give it to Kendrick because I I don't think. He did a lot of features himself. Yeah, we didn't do an award ceremony like this last year, but obviously it would have been Kendrick for MVP of the year. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he was all... The Tribe album, the Weekends album, Kanye's album, Danny Brown's album. Birds in the a, Trap. A lot more than I probably can't think of. He even did a Maroon 5 song. 
Well, probably didn't have to. Dude's probably not hurting for money. That wasn't but. the first time. Uh, he did a song with a Lonely Island Maroon 5. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. Like 2013. That's one of my favorite Lonely Island songs, <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Kendrick because he it's had a, a huge year last year and he's probably, rightfully so, got offered a ton of features this yeah. year. And, uh, and people kind of overlook Untitled Unmastered. It was a pretty good album. Yeah, we can't forget. He put out his, he put out a... It wasn't great. I don't, was, know if you want, I don't know if you want to call it a full LP, but he, a longer good. EP. Yeah. What else we got? All right, um, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. So this was someone I thought that came out of the scene this year for the most part. Um, to me, it was a toss-up between 21 Savage and Lil Yachty. Um, like, like I said earlier about Savage Mode, I thought that was a really good project. Um, really well produced by Metro Booing, and 21 Savage just... He's, he's kind of a mumble rapper, if you will. That's what people say about him, because he's like... The blood gets spilled. The blood gets spilled. He kind of, you know, low-key. But for whatever reason, I really enjoy his music. Um, also, Lil Yachty, you know... He was everywhere this year. He's on a Sprite commercial now. I have I have two. I have two for you. Let's hear him. One in the rock side of things because I feel like it's worth noting that the rock side of things is where I came up. Mm-hmm. And then the hip hop came later. The band The Struts. Like they've had they had three huge singles this year. Kiss This, Put Your Money on Me. Oh, I know and, that song. Oh, what's the other one? Oh, could have been me. Now they're new? I didn't know the struts were new. May I have them? Confused with the Strokes. They ha- no the Strokes are the Strokes are the one that was like early two thousands. Yeah, through today, but the yeah the Struts they were they started in like twenty fourteen when they released their first album in mm. the UK. They re released it. They brought it over here. They had three big singles off of it, and now they they have a pretty promising future in my opinion. They they just played a show recently, right? Yes, they actually played a show. That I got to go to because of the radio station mm-hmm. at Thin Man Brewery. Oh, cool! Down so you saw that. You saw yeah. That must have been really cool. Yeah, and it was a strong. It was a. It was an incredible show, and just a quick plug for anyone who may be listening. I filmed the entire thing for 103.3 The Edge. You can go to their Facebook page, check it out. The whole video of the concert's up there. It's nice. It's a good 45 minute watch. I will actually try to put the link in the description for that. Yes, please do. Um, other rookie of the year, you're gonna be, you're about to be livid with what I'm gonna say. I'm going with designer. And here, Ooh. here's my reasoning. When we were offered rookie of the year, is like an award to give out. Mm-hmm. I went through like that whole like XXL freshman list. Uh huh. And if I want to get their rookie of the year 2016, I'm gonna have to wait till they release their rookie of the year like 2018, because they're behind. Like Anderson yeah. Pac. I love him, but I'm not considering him Rookie of the Year. Neither am I. Like, Lil Dicky was on that list. He's, he's been doing stuff since, like, 2013. Yeah. Um, I saw him live. And then there was a ton of other people who were, like, mumble rappers. Like, and I'm not I'm not all about that. Like, the, but I legitimately have a theory that Future ruined hip-hop. Oh, I love Future. But, anyways. <laughs> and now, the more I'm going... I have... Let me, well, let me just give validation for Designer first. Designer is the kind of guy who, he's not a great rapper, but I feel like if he was doing, like, <laughs> sample tracks, or, like, no, reference tracks, excuse me, where it's just, like, he has nonsense words, but he has the rhythm down to give to other artists. Like, he would do that, because that man is made to write hooks. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that much, because, I mean, Panda is a, a real catchy song. Um, Timmy Turner, the, the hook was catchy, the rest of the song was trash, I thought. As for Rookie of the Year, and maybe I'd give him half Rookie of the Half Year, because he didn't really completely set out on his, like, finish his goal, but he's definitely on pace to. Mm-hmm. Rich Chiga. Oh, wow. So now, Rich Chiga, for those of you who don't know, it's Sorry, this... I know I was supposed to pick one, and I ended up with three. Chiga, because I feel like that could be me, in a way. Like, a couple steps away. And it could be any of us, which is the incredible part. So Rich Chigga is this guy on Twitter who got Twitter famous pretty much for just being a really, really funny guy. Then all of a sudden, he released a rap song called... Dat Stick. Dat Stick. And it's it's a complete banger. Like, it yeah, is, it that's is, honestly probably beat of the year. Like, his flow is insane. His lyrics are are good and they're funny. 
and he he got like a, a video where like like well known rappers like commented on it, and he got the remix with Ghostface. with Ghostface Killer. Yeah, which how cool is that? Like this kid, he's from Indonesia. He's still only like sixteen. He, yeah, he's sixteen years old. He he was pretty much like a weird Twitter like mainstay. Time did an article about him. Yeah, like it's insane. Like this happened to this kid. Uh, shout out to Rich Trigger. He's he's doing doing things. His real name is Brian Emanuel. Yeah, MVP of the year. MVP of the year. Um, I think I have a number one and a number two there. I, I'm just I gonna combine them. To I'm gonna combine them. Um, give it a co MVP award. Think of it as Payne Manning and Steve McNair. I think. Um, Anderson Pac and Young Thug. Uh, just the the volume of quality music these two released this year is insane to me. Uh, those are my two MVPs. Um, I'm also gonna second you on Anderson Pac. Uh, two phenomenal albums. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal live performances. Oh yeah, he plays the drums. On stage while he sings. I'll never incredible. get sick of watching him play Come Down and then like he'll just like after the first verse he'll yell, I wanna get down and like get on the drums. Funky is song. I'll yeah. never I'll never get tired of that. Um my second is chance. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of twenty sixteen, he was he was doing okay. Like he was definitely on the upswing, but now he's like borderline household name. And I always find it funny that He's so heavily associated with Kanye, and Kanye is so heavily associated with him, because he's becoming a, as big a name of Kanye as Kanye is, for the complete opposite reasons. Yeah, Kanye got to be a household name for, well, having great music, but also being like outspoken and yeah. like, controversial. Chance is like getting to be a household name. Nice guy. Yeah, because he's a nice guy, and he has the great songs to back it up. Yeah, I, I'll. That's a good cho- choice for sure. Because think about before this year, like. We knew Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Did the general public really know Chance the Rapper that much? The 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 biggest thing that people would have probably known is he was a guy who had two pretty good mixtapes, Ass Rap being a huge mixtape, and then a guy who did a feature with Justin Bieber once. Yeah. This year he was all over the place. Like he was, you know, he played SNL twice. He was on Jimmy Fallon a while ago, I think. Right. Played SNL twice, and then featured on another one. Really. Yeah. And then. Um, I mean, he was he was on a lot of features this year, and he, with Kanye, he was on Kanye's album. That guy's his like idol, like yeah. he grew up listening to Kanye. That was, that's what who Kanye got him into rap. Yeah, like just like you know, like me and you, pretty much. Mm. Obviously, Chance is a little bit more talented than us. I, you I, I think I would give Outkast more credit for getting me into rap than uh, Kanye. Okay, same. Kanye was definitely there to at the beginning. My first rap album was Speaker Box to Love Blow. Yeah, I was ten years old. That was a pretty dirty album to listen to as a ten year old. I listened to Love Below the other day for the first time in a while. Extremely underrated. It's it's a good album. Yeah. It's a very good album. Um, so, yeah, I think Chance is a very good pick. Now, let's see. Do you want to do Songs of the Year first or Album of the Year? Let's go with Song of the Year. Because this is very... Album of the Year, I at least have some order to. Songs of the Year is extremely... Let's just shout out some songs. I don't want to, like, go one, two, three. Just because it's very tough. All right. I have a clear number one. But then everything else is just random. I have a clear number one and number one A. What's your number one? Uh, number one and one A is Self Control and Nights by Frank Ocean. Yo, I forgot to put Self Control down. That's probably top five for me. That is a beautiful song. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. The lyrics are very good. Um, very, like, heartfelt. And it just a, it's a really well-arranged song. Like the... Like the the switch at the end when it goes into like the uh, uh yeah oh yeah like it's for sure. really good and nights is one of the best speech was i've heard in my life like how it switches it switches like the tone of the song mm-hmm. like it's great song i love nights those two are my top two my number one hands down favorite song of the year and probably favorite song of the past couple of years father stretch my hands part one it's a really good song and if i can also pull the one a Father Stretch My Hands Pirate 1 is number one. But if you can get a version of Waves like he was doing on tour, where after the song ends, he just has the piano and he's putting the beautiful morning, that hook over it. Oh, I did see that. That would probably be... If if that was Father Stretch My Hands Part 2, I feel like yeah, I feel like that would be... That would be looked at as one of the best things that man has ever done in his career. I could see it. Um, now, to to slightly criticize your opinion there... No. Next question. <laughs> so Kanye starts this song like he's saying, "If I beep this model and she just bleached her beep," it's, you know what I mean. 
Um, so I had a rant about this on Twitter. It's hilarious. I had a rant about this on Twitter when I got an email from Spotify, very unsurprisingly, saying that, oh, this was your most listened to song this year. I screen capped it, and it was like, your most listened to song of 2016, Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. And I'm like, I put the caption on it, 2016 is the perfect example that no one cares what your underlying message is as long as the hook is extremely catchy. The hook is really catchy. That applies for so many things in this year. And I feel like that's hmm. more than enough validation for this being my favorite song of the year. Um, other songs that I thought were really, really good, uh, Swayed by No Worries slash Anderson Pac. It actually came out in 2015. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll give that to you, but that definitely but was also, an older song. But it, it, it also was on uh, Yes Lord, uh, the No Worries slash Anderson yeah. Pac Knowledge album. So to me, that was one of them. Come Down off of uh, Malibu was up there for That's me. one of mine. Funkiest song of the year, like I said earlier. Also off Anderson Pac's album, I think The Waters is a great song. So off of Pac's album, I have Am I Wrong and Come Down. Mm-hmm. And then while we, to backtrack to The Life of Pablo a little bit, Stretch My Hands Part 1, Waves, Ultralight Beams up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultralight Beams is probably my third favorite song. Wolves is up there. Uh, Famous is up there. What about Real Friends? I mean, I like that album a lot more than most people do, I'm finding, mm-hmm. but... Real Friends could have been in a good Friday track again, too. Yeah, really. it could have been. And, I mean, it technically was. One time I re-organized like organized that album, so it was getting... Per- it starts off with Ultra Light Beam, and then it goes to Father Stretch My Hands Part 1, and it's getting progressively darker... Like thematically, yeah. Like and then it just you go to like wolves and FML. and then it's I love Kanye and then waves. So like he has this self realization that like it doesn't matter if like no one else is like okay with the changes he's made in his life as long as he loves himself, mm-hmm. it works. And then waves is just you know, this is a great song. Yeah, it's a, it's it's probably one of the happiest songs in the album. Yeah, I'd say that because the, the rest of the album is for the most part it's a, it's a dark album. And it makes sense because right now things aren't going that well for Kanye. Yeah. Um, what else do we have on there? Um, I would. Uh, I, would... I, I put on one Young Thug song, but there's so many Young Thug songs I like that I can't really choose one. Yeah. Digits, memo for my people with them. With them is the meme song of the year. A lot of good memes. Yeah, sure. With them. Because Denzel Curry had a hell of a year in terms of meme music. What that? Uh, what is it called? Ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Denzel Curry. I forgot about Denzel Curry. His album is actually pretty good. That was 2015, though, wasn't it? Was it? I th- thought it might have been. might have been. I don't know. His album was pretty good. Uh, Denzel Curry's talented. Um, hmm. Oh, I have Broccoli on there. Also, I completed did a list of bangers of the year. Evan said he might not have a whole lot to say here, but Broccoli's up there. Pick up the phone. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, X with 21 Savage and Future. I'm just all my X. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, Bad and Bougie, Migos. That was a late addition to this list because it came out about a month ago. Have you ever heard of Bad and Bougie? I think so. Oh, Raindrops, Drop Top. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. Okay. That one, yeah. yeah. Big fan of that song. One of the best bangers. And I, I think we would be really missing one of the another meme track. We can't we can't talk about music this year and not talk about Black Beatles because that was probably one of the highest like rising songs I've seen in a while because it went from being an, a sort of overlooked song on Storm Life Two to being like the most popular song in America right now. Well, we probably. just we just listed like m- meme songs, but they're you know like weird Twitter meme songs. That this is a, this is like be a the most mainstream, mainstream meme yeah. song. Definitely, because um, the Mannequin Challenge and it's a good song too. It's really catchy. Yeah. So I'm just going to, no specific order, I'm going to run through songs of the year I have, but I'm going to leave off the ones that aren't from my top five albums of the year. Okay, sure. All right, so No Problem from Chance, Col- Chance and Coloring Book. Uh, Friends by Francis and the Lights, who is a frequent collaborator of Chance. I really enjoyed Some that I one. don't know, but I'll have to look in that, into that. From The Weeknd, Starboy, Feel It Coming. Really and, good Michael Jackson type song. Yeah. Very good. I love Starboy. It's going to be a little overplayed, but I enjoy that one. Um, False Alarm. I've been in conversations with people where they think that's the worst song he's ever released. Hmm. But I, you know, I enjoy it. It's it's energetic and it's a good time. I um, like Six Feet Under off that album a lot too. Mm-hmm. And Reminder. 
Yeah. Uh, Falls, Mountain at My Gate, that was a... They, they put on a great live show, too. That might have been 2015, so I'm a little hesitant to say it, but that's that's up there. I saw Foles with KG Elephant and Silver Sun Pickups and Bare Hands. Yeah. Foles puts on a really good live show. I would throw 2 a.m. up there, too. That's a little overplayed, but I still enjoy it every time I hear it. Shout out KG Elephant. I enjoy their music. Yeah. Um, Untitled 07 and 02. 07 was the... Was that the... Was that Levitate? Levitate... Yeah, I think it was Levitate 2 was like the, the get top on the phone. Yeah, that one. That yeah. was a great song. I also like Blue Faces off that too. That was number eight. Yeah, that, that was, was a catchy song. Yeah, that's like that's like the song that I think J Cole wanted to full and close to be. It just didn't work out that way. It's really it really hurts me on that album that nothing has a proper name because I have a really hard time going back to that. Album. I don't remember any of those songs other than those three. Yeah, um, Beck's Wow, I'll throw out there. Beck? Yeah. I was really kind of hoping that he would drop an album so I could throw it on my top five because I know it would have been, but... No, I don't want to give up your give away your top five, but do you mind if I take a sneak pick? Or yes. A, a, a sneak pick. Yes. Uh, a sneak peek. Um, and then the last one I'll throw out there... Is this in your top five? Yeah, I have, okay. a, I have a number. All right, so never mind. Um, the last one I'll throw out there is from the new Cuddy album, By Design. It has Cuddy... Basically, the whole song is just one long hook. Like, it's really like. Is that the one with three stacks? Or yes, one of the two? Yep, that's one of one. It, you know, you knock it out of the park when you have a three stacks feature on your song. It's got two of them. Well, th- this one specifically. You know, you know, you have a good song on your hands when you have an Andre 3000 feature and you kind of like overshadow him. Really? I'm, get, I'm getting to the point where, don't get me wrong, Andre 3000, one of my favorite rappers of all mm-hmm. time. But like. He needs to like decide what he's doing because he's doing all these features and you just have such a high level of expectation with them to be good yeah. that even if they're like slightly below average, like it's just like... We need a new Outkast album so badly. We were close. We were close, buddy. Um, so you want to get to album of the year? Sure. So do you want to just both... How do you want to do this? Do you want to do, do like you do five, I'll do five, yeah. you do four, I'll do four. All right, so we're going to do top nine, top ten? I was going to do top five. Top five? Okay. Yeah. So you do your number five, I'll do my number five. Oh, so we'll five first. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Do I want to do honorable mentions first? Let's do honorable mentions first. All right, my honorable mention is probably going to be... Oh, I have a bunch, so feel free to take as many as you want. Well, okay. Mine... We've, we've kind of talked about everything at this point, but mine's are uh, Starboy, Awaken, Blonde... Untitled, Unmastered. And it took me a while, but i come around on that Chili Peppers album. Really? Yeah. Still wasn't able to get into it, personally. It's a tough sell, but... Dark Necessities really grew on me, though. Dark Necessities was great. I enjoyed that one. And they had one that was uh, Sick Love, which was basically a glorified Benny and the Jets ripoff. But, you know, some of the best music comes from <laughs> ripping off other artists. So Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not that's what Drake's made his most of his career on recently. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my honorable mentions are... I, I got a first shout-out, Slime Season 3, Young Thug. Uh, yes, Lord. Anderson Pac, No Worries. Uh, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. Travis Scott. Uh, 22 A Million by Bon Iver. My favorite white person album of the year. Um, I'm Up, Young Thug again. And then also the two 2 Chains albums, Hibachi for Lunch and Daniel San Necklistan. Also, I want to shout-out uh, Schoolboy Q's album, Blank Face. All right. All right, so for number five... Danny Brown, Atrocity Exhibition. Good album. Very yes. good album. And he's one of the few people this year who had features on his album, but used them wisely. He didn't overdo it. He didn't unnecessarily really do it. Really, it was a good song. Yeah, that we rarely get like good like squad tracks or label tracks mm-hmm. or anything like that anymore. And that you know that wasn't a proper label track, but that was definitely what was so great about when you listen to like late 80s early 90s hip-hop you, you know because it's hard to get rappers like uh well one that kendrick Ke- having kendrick and danny brown together is really good i absol has been kind of iffy recently but a, like in 2012 when absol released the album control system there's a song called terrorist Tra- threats with danny brown and it was one of, one of the best songs on the album so it's good to see absol collaborating with danny brown again mm-hmm. and then they also have earl sweatshirt who Honestly, that was the first Earl track I heard since Doris. I didn't listen to his last album. <laughs> I so, love the name of that album. 
Yeah, Doris. It's kind of weird, right? No, the the one oh, after. I don't like. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Yeah, might as well yeah. say it. Um. So yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was a pretty good album. I my one of the tracks I really liked on that was Lost. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um. So my number five album of the year is The Sun's Tirade by Isaiah Rashad. Um. I'm not like thrilled about this being my fifth album of the year because I did sort of want to put Slime Season Three or Yes Lord in the top five but this is a strong album um isaiah rashad is an underrated rapper um he's got a really good sound and he's pretty good at melodies and stuff so i thought it was pretty fitting to at least have him up there because i listen to this album a lot Mm -hmm. all right so you got your number four number four i have the white album by weezer and like i mentioned earlier it's just it's it's rock music that fits in on the radio nowadays but it's this rare like throwback to like the 50s 60s like beach boys <laughs> era that you don't really see too much anymore because 99 percent of the time it doesn't really work or it just comes off as overly preachy but there's some bands like weezer or like even foster the people where they can get that beach boys style and they just get a home run with it <laughs> and knock it out of the park that i, I feel like i definitely have to check that out because i it's short know. like you could you know take the long way home and this listen. was the year of the short album a lot more shorter albums. This I'm year. glad because sometimes I don't. I will hold it against an album, or this even goes past albums. I'll hold it against an album. I'll hold it against a movie. I'll hold it against yeah. a video game if it's like just unnecessarily long, like long for the sake of long. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number four is Life of Pablo, Kanye West. Uh, we already talked enough about the Life of Pablo. Um, for a while, it wasn't in my top five, but like looking back, there's a lot of great songs on. So it's hard not to at least put it in. You're at least your top ten, so I decided to put top five. Gotcha. So for my number three, I have the Tribe Called Quest album. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Another album I really couldn't get into, but I can see why it would be a good album. It's perfect in the sense that this is a legendary hip-hop collective. Oh, definitely. And, you know, they lost a member, so if they want to call it a, call it quits here, they easily could go out on a high note, but yeah. if they want to do another album under maybe under even a different name they could and it would be fantastic but most importantly this came out the friday of election week and there are heavy social issues mentioned on there heavy like race issues things like that and it could not have come out at a better time yeah it was the the tribe called quest has always been like that so it's it's good to see a voice like that back in hip-hop yeah even if it's like the fact that they it was uh, nine, 18 years in between the last wow. album and this one. That's incredible. The fact that they were able to pick up right where they left off, even when so much had changed, and give America the album they needed at the time they needed it, it was phenomenal. Hmm. It's my number three, but I could easily see how it would be someone's number one. That's that's pretty strong praise right there. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Jeffrey by Young Thug. Oh, good. So just as, uh, just as important in the terms of social... Awareness. <laughs> you know, people don't give Young Thug enough credit for this. Like, honestly, I think Young Thug has better lyrics than than J Cole. Okay. Even though sometimes he's transcending language, like Designer, um, Young Thug just put up a really good album. Um, yeah. He really did. Like, uh, Guwap is a great track. Floyd Mayweather is a great track. Harambe is a solid track. Um, Probably the best song named Harambe that came out this year. Probably the only one to... Well, no. There's a lot of <laughs> awful people in this world. <laughs> um, also, the song... It changed names like four times. It was called Pop Man. It was called Kanye West. And it was called Elton John. Either way, it's the one with Wyclef Jean. And it was a good song. It was a really good song. So, Jeffrey... To me, that was a toss-up between Slime Season 3 and Jeffrey. Jeffrey won just a little bit because I listened to it a little bit more recently. All right. For my number two, I'm going The Life of Pablo. I didn't... Really engage you when you said that it was your number four, because I I had my own takes on it. Mm-hmm. I have, I was, full on Kanye with this one. Like I was like, buying into the hype train. Like I was one of the dudes on Reddit who was like you know posting memes and like, <laughs> staying up late. And then like when he plays SNL, and it was one of the rare Saturdays I was home to watch SNL, because usually I'm either out or I go straight to bed when I yeah. get home on Saturdays. And it was one of the rare Saturdays I was up to watch it. He gets to the end of Ultra Light Beam, and he just, like, 
the, the title.com life of Pablo now and then he just runs off the stage so you go to the internet and like everyone's wondering like okay he said it like i wasn't just hearing things this guy confirmed it and this guy confirmed it like he definitely said it so what's the deal 45 minutes later after you know it's out on title and it crashes and like gets back up and everything download the album and it's not the best. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not the best in the man's catalog. But just the fact that it was out was exciting enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, this album came out in February. I've dissected this album so many times and applied it to, like, what he's going through in life. And I think definitely seeing him on the St. Pablo tour definitely helped us get it up to number two. We did both see him live, which was a really good experience. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's awful to see what's become of him. Yeah, I mean, I always knew that that but, could happen. Yeah, it, you're right. The writing was on the wall for for years, at least over a decade. Yeah, but ever since the George Bush doesn't care about black people thing. Probably. Realistically, I'd say when his mom died is probably yeah, when everything started was going biggest, south. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, but so the writing was on the wall with this one for a while. But you know, it's the way I see it is either this is going to be. an album that's viewed as a turning point in his career and like his mindset. I think it's a turning point in music. Yeah. It's going to be seen as a turning point and like his mindset and everything. And it could potentially be his last like great album. But regardless, I feel like it's going to be one of those albums that a lot like 808s, we don't realize the true influence yeah. of it until like After. a decade from now. Because without 808s, you wouldn't see like a guy like Drake being nearly as successful as he was. Because like it was such a personal album. Yeah. It wasn't. He, he was a rapper, but he's not like rapping necessarily. He's it's more singing. Like you didn't see that as much then. Now you see it everywhere. And then think about this album. Um, he was the first guy to change his album. How many times? How many times did they make slight changes to the album? Like it was a. It's like a living. At album. least two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have the OG version on cd in my car and then there's a completely different spotify version the mm -hmm. the one on title was different like it was it's a ever-changing album which is kind of cool to this day i still have people asking me like oh do you have the version of fade without the vocal or something like that like that's how important this album was that he can keep changing it and people are still like oh i like this version better no yeah. i like the new version better like that kind of thing like my favorite version of waves was the original version because they put added like a little chorus. Yeah. I don't like that as much as the original for whatever reason. And it's it's amazing because there's so many different like songs that like and things are you hear Chance the rapper doing waves. Things are still coming out like yeah there was that interview where Chance like played his version of Waves and Famous, and then like a month later like a version of uh, Famous leaks with Young Thug, and then like a month after that like. Oh, here's an Instagram video of Sai Hai driving in his car. That and was He great. had a verse on Father Shut. Yeah, that was. That I, was really good. I probably would have left that on the actual album if I was him. Well, and think about it, Kanye had anyone who's everyone in music right now on that album. He had Rihanna, Ty Dolla Sign, Post Malone. There's so designer like everyone who was big in this this year. He had on the album. He had there's Young so much Chance. more that hasn't even come out. He yeah. there's confirmed a version of Highlights with Madonna on it. There's really? confirmed a version of Wolves with Drake and Bjork on it. Wow. Yeah. So there's so much about this album that's, unfortunately, I think probably never going to see the light of day, but yeah, that's what makes this album my number two, because it's so easy to dissect and make up your own theories about it. Now, it was interesting when Kid Cudi called out Kanye for like having so many people write the album. I think that's what makes Kanye great. You know, I think Kid Cudi's albums would be a lot better if he had more influences than like just that, himself. That's, that's my thing with like the J. Cole album. It just he could use like people that could help him like that and help him like create the best thing he can make. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where hip hop goes from this year because I think this year was a great example to the point that it's going to be really difficult to have a great album with no features or outside help again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, I think you don't want to overdo it with the features and outside help, but you need them to become as creative as you can. Yeah. That's what I think. Chance is the perfect example of where you can go overboard. J. Cole is a perfect but, example of yes. the opposite. Yeah. 
And then, like, the happy medium is, like, a Kanye, even a Drake, or a Kendrick from To, to Pimp a Butterfly. Like, he had great producers, great musicians working on that album, mm. and it, it didn't feel, like, overdone. Oh, not at all. Because, I mean, for the features, you I can't think of many many features on that album. Even my number one album, I won't spoil it, but there's a feature on it that I'm like, this uh, I know this didn't need to be here. Like, this is awful. I don't like this. <laughs> So, well, mine, I, I think we have similar, uh, well, I'll just say it. My number two album of the year is uh, Malibu by Anderson Pock. And I don't want to spoil who you And my was. number one of the year, since, you know, they're... We'll was... be talking back to back as well. Yeah, so uh, that was my number one of the year. That was my hands down album of the year. Um, this was, honestly, like, I heard Anderson Pock on Dr. Dre's album last year. Yes, as, and as I thought, I. I thought this guy's voice is a little bit annoying. But for whatever reason, like, I kept going back to not really that album, but, like, there's a couple songs on that album. I'm like, wow, like, this guy, he's got really good lyrics. He can sing. He can rap. And then you you got me in Anderson Pock. I'd say, you're like, you got to check this guy out. Anderson Pock. I got a ton of people in Anderson Pock this year. I got and, my girlfriend into it, my sister, my friends from high school, my friends yeah. from college, coworkers, a ton of people. I think... I don't have this reward written down here, but I think Anderson Pop was the best lyricist of the year. Yes. Um, his lyrics are super good. Uh, his his story is really interesting. He was homeless a couple years ago with his wife and his kid. Just living in the streets. His his dad um, was in prison for most of his life. His dad used to like beat up his mom. And um, on one of his songs from Yes Lord, like he talked about, you know, like his like come up where he was like, you know, bagging groceries, trying to make music, like this guy has a really like interesting story. Like he was a he was like uh, he was working on a weed farm for a while, mm-hmm. and now he's he's making music. He went from he had a different name that he went by for music. I can't even remember it. It's but uh like it's he's got an interesting story. And Malibu was I think, I uh, just a really strong album front to back. He has this genuine likable quality, but like really beautiful lyrics to back it yeah. up. That you really haven't seen in a person ever, with maybe the exception of Stevie Wonder. Wow. Whenever someone asks me this year, like, what I'm listening to, I've always said Anderson Pock. And then when someone's like, oh, what's that sound like? I'd say it's the perfect, like, blend of, like, Kendrick Lamar and Curtis Mayfield. That's that's a good... He does, When he's rapping, he sounds like Kendrick Lamar a little bit. But he's he's got such a strong singing voice, like, too. Like, so he can, soulful. And he weaves in between the two incredibly well yeah it's amazing um to me that was a toss-up between my first and second but there's it was such a good album there's so many songs on there that like are like these like really elegant like room in here which that was the song that that was probably the worst song in the album i thought but it was still even so like if that's the worst song it's a good song that's such an amazing feature like that's such an amazing like part on the album i didn't mean to say amazing feature because that was the song that I was, was not an amazing that feature. was the song i was implying had the worst feature on the album uh the but game like, just spit like the dirtiest verse that he could on what was a pretty like beautiful song yeah yeah all right so should we go to my number one song or yes. number one album so i would say my number one album of the year is probably blonde um we talked a bit about blonde earlier but it's just a it's a really solid album from front to back that being yeah. said, I do have some criticisms of Blonde. Mm-hmm. Why I would have maybe put Malibu ahead of it is the second half of the album is not nearly as good as the first half. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. After after Nights, and I actually like the song Good Guy, even though it's a really short song. Um, after those two, though, um, my next favorite song, probably the only song that I actually listen to regularly after those ones, is White Ferrari, which is a great song. Yeah, I... I feel similar to you. Uh, it, and it's funny you mentioned good guys specifically because that's where things start to go downhill for me. Because mm-hmm. I absolutely love self control, mm-hmm. but then like, you have this super emotional song that ends, and it's just like it's a good guy, and that's like, like the worst hangover you've ever had. I feel you in a way. I I like that song sort of, but it's, it's not at the same level as nights or self control. Um, now the first, the first couple songs of the album are incredible. I think um, you got the opener, which is Nike's. You have uh, Pink and White, uh, Ivy, which is a great song. 
self-control, knights, um, skyline two, good guy, and then uh, solo and the solo reprise with Andre three thousand. Those are all pretty solid. Um, you want to know where the album loses me is having it in my top five of the year. One, I just like drums. Like, I I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, why can't I like properly get into this album? And I'm like, oh. There's almost no percussion on it anywhere. I, I, that's a good point. Two, and this is... The first one was kind of jokey. The second one's more a real point. Facebook story ruins the album for me. <laughs> like, it's just so dumb. And I understand, like, what Frank's trying to get with it. Like, technology's, like, ruining how we have relationships with people. But we didn't a, really need it on the album. Both, it could have been on Endless or something. Like, both on a personal, professional, intimate level. Like, whatever whatever you want to argue there, but the guy's an asshole. Like, that's <laughs> the, that's the biggest takeaway here. Like, yeah, she's kind of crazy for ending a relationship for not adding you on Facebook, or for you not adding her on Facebook. <laughs> but, like, just do it. It makes if it makes her happy, and it's not hurting <laughs> you or her on a professional How many different podcasts can you level? go on into and listen to us critique a song about uh, this guy who didn't add his girlfriend on Facebook? Probably more than I would like. I feel like we're in the top one percent, though, right? Of all the millions of podcasts hey, that probably are. If I'm out. if I'm in the top one percent of Kanye fans on Spotify this year, then I'm sure I'm in the top one percent of that too. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, anything else I want to say about that album? Oh, another beef I have with the album that would maybe make me think Malibu is a slightly better one. Um, the other day I wanted to listen to Blonde again because it had been a while. Because um, I listened to it a lot over the summer, especially when I had surgery and had nothing else to do other than listen to Frank Ocean's Blonde. Right. Um, which actually, it takes me back to like a, that place where I was. So I listened to it again like last week. And it, it sort of affected my day because it's such a, like, a, a sad like sounding album. Yeah. That like one of my coworkers who I work with every day asked me like, Connor, what's wrong today? Like, you seem quiet. I'm like, oh, Really? And I'm thinking, like, Blonde must have some somehow affected my my personality to a point where I was like, wow, I'm sort of sad today. Where were you when Blonde dropped? Because it was a surprise drop. Um, Blonde dropped, I believe, on, what, the 22nd or so of August? 20th of August. The 20th of August. That was three days after I had surgery. So it was a Saturday, which was really weird. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a weird time to drop an album um i saw it on twitter i'm like oh my god i have to go buy this on itunes because it's an apple music exclusive luckily i had a gift card so i bought it listened to it then for the next couple weeks literally all i do is i'd wake up i would sit on a chair outside while i was recovering from surgery listen to blonde like five times and i'd walk around my backyard listening to blonde i would do this every day for a couple of weeks so i heard blonde a ton and (laughs) Maybe that's why it, it just takes me back to a dark place when I'm listening to Blonde. It makes me sad. I had I had a roller coaster of a night when the when Blonde came out. Let's hear it. So I was in Orchard Park for a wedding, and you know the wedding, the ceremony had already happened. The first dance, the cake cutting, all that had already happened. It was like into the dancing part of the night where like everyone was doing their own thing, and I get a text from. My buddy Chris, you, which you've met him yeah. before, yeah. He's a friend of the podcast. Friend of the show. Yes. Shout <laughs> um, out Chris. He texted me, he's like, it's out. Like, Blonde is out. And I think you came in like a minute or two later saying it was out and texted me. I was like seven out of the eventual nine Coors Lights I would have that <laughs> night into my evening. And so here I am. I'm at a wedding. Also a very dark place to be. I'm at a wedding. I've had six or seven Coors Lights because <laughs> that was the only beer the open bar had. Um, oh, it was also the same night as the uh, last Tragically Hip concert. Oh, wow. So I was, place. I was following this on Twitter and like when I could get Wi-Fi, I was watching a stream of the concert. So I'm not going to lie. I was tearing up a little bit because I love the hip and like that's a very important band in my like formative years. So I was tearing up a little bit. So like, wedding, Coors Lights, hip concert. It was it was a sensory a overload of, of an evening. 
<laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, to me, that's why Blonde is my favorite album of the year. It's not just because of the music. It just... When music can make you reminded of like a different mindset you have or like a, a certain memory, that's when it really, I think, becomes great. Yes. To me, no other album this year did that. While Malibu is a really good album and, like I said, could have been a toss-up, to me, when I'm going to think about this year and like my mindset when I had surgery, yeah. I'm going to think of Blonde. Well, I think we've sort of hit every single topic on our sheets of paper. Yeah, we one, had... one last thing I think of, uh, the beef of the year, it's 21 Savage versus Tyga. How about Tyga versus everybody? How about uh, Soldier Boy versus everybody? He started a beef with Shia LaBeouf, Quavo, everyone. Yeah. And, like, he's not going to win them. Like, no. Then again, like, these beefs nowadays are nothing. Like, the last good beef was Meek Mill and Drake. And, well, actually, let me rephrase that. The last relevant beef was Meek Mill and Drake, and Drake I, destroyed I, him. I enjoyed Cuddy versus Drake, to be honest with you. Cuddy didn't release a track, though, did he? Against Drake? Oh, that's that's the qualification. That's, yeah. you have to release. Okay, that's fair enough. Tiger tried to release a track, but it was universally laughed at because it was really bad. Tiger's terrible. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, the Meek Mill of the year is Tiger. Yeah. That seems like a safe bet. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been listening to the Bi-Week slash Sixth Men Music Awards. Um, now, people, if you want to get involved, feel free to comment. Feel free to say, like, hey, you forgot about this album. Hey, you forgot about that album. Hey, you forgot about this artist. Hey, J. Cole's album was actually really good. Say something like that, please. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Both our accounts, our Bi-Week account. Follow our blog. we got more stuff coming on the blog, so always follow that. Yes. Anything you got to plug, Evan? Um, no. Watch but... that video that Evan filmed. Yes, please watch that video on 103's Facebook page. Uh, that's 1033 The Edge. But, yeah, I that's all I have to uh, quote my favorite quote of the year. Nietzsche, baby. 2015. <laughs> Shout out, Nietzsche. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Goodbye.